Hey, welcome back to our next segment on Tiger Talk tonight as we shift gears and move over to the Nevada Tiger Boys Basketball Program of Head Coach Sean Gray. They like the Lady Tigers getting ready for the Class 4 District 13 tournament. Will not be in the same place. Uh, the boys are playing their district tournament in Pleasant Hill, which actually begins tonight. Uh, they're underway as we speak. Uh, Nob Noster against Clinton, the four versus five. And then later on tonight, the game that uh, Coach Gray is going to be most interested in, the three versus six with Harrisonville taking on Pleasant Hill. They're scheduled to tip off at at 7 o'clock tonight. So uh, we'll get to all the district stuff here in just a bit. But first of all, uh, Sean, you wrapped up your regular season uh, last uh, Thursday down at Carthage. Very good first half of play. Uh, just couldn't maintain it in a uh, 66-47 loss. Yeah, Mike, we we were really proud of the way our guys came out and, and uh, defended especially. Um, held, held Carthage to nine first quarter, first quarter points. And uh, uh, really, overall in the first half, did a good job on the, the three best guards for Carthage. Uh, Carthage made some really good second half adjustments, started a different lineup in the second half, and uh, we just struggled to find an answer, uh, especially defensively uh, in the second half. Yeah, you had an eight point lead at one point in the second quarter. It ended up being three at the half, 25 22. But uh, they they started the second half on a 7-0 run and, of course, uh, didn't give that lead back the rest of the way. But uh, one of the keys in the game, obviously, we talked about on postgame, offensive rebound. Offensive rebounding, I should say. Uh, they did a very good job of it, especially with Cruz Caster. They did. And, you know, he's a good athlete. He, he struggles to shoot the ball at times. Um, but in the second quarter, uh, they were able to kind of loop him into the middle uh, after – you know their star player Justin Ray had driven the baseline, and and with all of our help, funneled to the baseline. He got open right there in the middle a few times, and then I thought to start the game we really boxed out well. We found people, and maybe it was Carthage just being more aggressive to the glass, or maybe we just didn't do a good job of, of as good a job of hitting people. But their second chance points really. Second, third, and fourth quarters uh, were, were too much for us to overcome. The Justin Ray you did hold him to twelve points. He's a player that's capable of uh, hitting twenty-five to thirty on any given night. Uh, had a pretty good night against him. He got got a three in the fourth quarter, but other than that, uh, really wasn't too big a factor offensively. Yeah, Bryce started the game on him and did a great job. Uh, he he loves that baseline drive, and he hit a couple tough shots in the first quarter. But really, we were going to live with some of those tough ones, and we were able to contain him without giving up points to anyone else. You know, his little brother, Landon Ray, we held him scoreless in the first half. Uh, One of their other lead guards, Trent Yates, held him scoreless in the first half as well. Dylan Pugh, I thought, was the guy that hurt us. Uh, He's the guard off the bench that actually started the second half of play for him uh, for Carthage. And uh, he he ended up with seven in the first half. And I thought, you already mentioned Cruz Caster's uh, ability to score above his season average, and then Dylan Pugh getting into double figures. Uh, those are two things uh, that if, if if Caster and Pugh are going to score in double figures, given all the other nice pieces that Carthage has, uh, it, it was going to be a tough night for us. Jack Chaney got off to a good start for Nevada, had uh, eight points in the first quarter, including a three, but uh, ended up with ten uh, the rest uh, for the night with no field goals after the first quarter. Did they make some changes on him? They did. Uh, again, the Pew kid came in and guarded him and did a little better job on him uh, than their initial defender had. Also, Jack Ryder subbed in for them uh, at the post position. Who He doesn't look like a true post player. He's only about six foot or six one, but a really good athlete. And, and, and Carthage's quote-unquote starting lineup, there are some pieces that you don't always have to guard. But when Ryder and Pew come into the game, they become more athletic, uh, and they become more perimeter-oriented. 
I thought that lineup was tougher for us to adjust to, and it was tougher for us to score against uh, without a true post player for us. It allowed all five of their players to guard our five guards at our end. Well, uh, the uh, the game ends up going in the hands of the Cardiff Tigers. 66-47 was the final debate. It was led by Bryce Budd with 11, Jack Cheney with 10, Keller and Braden with 9. Uh, Keller had about as big a three-night point as you could have and still be in single digits with two buzzer beaters at the end of quarters. Yeah, I, t- I told him we'll just have to run that play more often, the one where we just pitch it to him at the buzzer and let him shoot it from the volleyball line. But, yeah, Kellen shot the ball well for us, and, uh, you know, he was on their scouting report as a shooter. So really those late clock deep heaves were some of the only really good looks we were able to get him, unfortunately. I didn't, I didn't, I, and I'm the box score I know is out there. I just haven't taken a peek at it yet by the time we've talked. Uh, uh, I was curious about inside point production. It seemed like there were some opportunities inside that didn't get capitalized on. Yeah, the points in the paint were heavily in Carthage's favor. And that was one thing we talked about it even at halftime when we still had the lead, Mike, was we've got a a lead here um but we all i said i bet i bet every guy that's played i think there were four or five guys that had shots right around the basket that we for lack of a better term we just blew it mm-hmm. um and and you talk about it playing a really high quality opponent in carthage you've got to take advantage of every opportunity and, and unfortunately we didn't always do that and then in the second half carthage's defense tightened up and we didn't even get those opportunities um like we did in the first half well, Nevada finished the regular season at 15 and 11 uh, with uh, the game against Carthage. 15 win season, uh, you know, it certainly was a bit of a roller coaster at times, but the back half of the schedule uh, did a lot of good things. Yeah, we did, Mike. Uh, we knew from the summer, we thought we had a lot of guys that could play. We didn't know how much of a factor our lack of size would be as far as win losses, if, if that would be something that really. Uh, bit us, uh, but but we knew on the flip side of that we had a lot of guys that could shoot the ball. Uh, we knew we had some experience returning, and 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 you know Bryce had started, uh, Jack had started for us, and then Riddick had been in the starting lineup at different times. So we thought that experience and, and that guard play would be a good place to start. And I thought for the most part, Mike, our guys, even though they were undersized, did enough on the glass and did enough defensively. You know, Riddick, for instance, his ability to take charges. And then just the scrappiness of our undersized players. I thought for the most part throughout the season, we were able to make up that size differential, which is, I think, what allowed us uh, to, to end up with a winning record because we weren't getting hurt as bad as we could have there. It allowed our, our guard play uh, and then our ability to guard on the perimeter on the flip side of that uh, kind of be what what carried us, so to speak, uh, to a 15-win season. Well, Nevada finished up, now gets ready for postseason play because of the way uh, with the bye and the, the first round of district play, Nevada ends up with a week off So you uh, before playing on Thursday of this week. So got several days in the gym. Uh, you're still wrapping up those practices before you – of course, you'll know who you play by, by tomorrow's practice. But uh, so since that was really kind of up in the air, how have you spent these last few days in practice, I guess – what are you trying to shore up as you head now to, I guess, second or third season, whatever we're calling it? Right. So we know on a nightly basis our ability to rebound will be huge for us. Our ability to, to keep the other team from getting second and third chances when position by position we're outsized. Uh, that was something we saw in the Carthage game where, again, great first quarter. They didn't get a lot of second chance points. As the game went along, they got more and more. You look at a potential matchup with a Harrisonville or even a potential matchup with a Pleasant Hill both teams are bigger across the board than we are for the most part. Uh, looking back at that Harrisonville game, when we beat them, we still got out-rebounded by a considerably wide margin. Um, 
Pleasant Hill crashes the glass hard in their own right. If we if we were to advance to a district title game, if you want to win a game, there are some little games or little battles within the game uh, that you have to focus on. And one of those big areas of focus has been rebounding over the last couple of days. Another big area of focus, Mike, another game within the game, so to speak, is the free throw game. If you can get to the line more than your opponent, and then if you can convert at a high rate, that's another game within a game when you can give yourself a chance. So uh, those have probably been the two biggest things, <clears throat> rebounding, getting fouled, finishing through contact, and finishing at the free throw line. Uh, big point of emphasis that no matter who we draw in the semis, and if we were to advance to a title game, both are areas we'll need to do well in uh, to be successful. You mentioned that shooting 70% as a team from the free throw line, that number was in the 60s for quite a while, so it has been coming up. It has been, and you know, we knew it would. We knew we. Uh, I think early in the in the year we had some guys who just weren't shooting to their capabilities. Mm. That has improved. Uh, you know, you, I, I look at our opponents night in and night out, and we typically have more above average free throw shooters than our opponent. The big key that we've talked about is capitalizing on that, not being an avoider of contact when we are around the basket, but understanding that contact will come. Do your best to finish, but if you don't finish. More often than not, you'll now earn a trip to the charity stripe. You'll get one of their frontline players in foul trouble, and we'll be scoring some free points. So uh, hopefully we can continue to shoot it at that 70% or higher clip, and then hopefully we can get a lot of those opportunities in district play. All right, so let's break down the, the district tournament, Class 4, District 13, six-team district, top two seeds get a bye, Notre Dame, Dacian, and Nevada. Notre Dame, Dacian uh, will be uh, facing – St. Michael. I'm sorry. Yep. I'm, I had the girls bracket on my mind. Sorry <laughs> Easy about to it. do. It would be tough for Notre Dame, Dacian to be playing in this district tournament <laughs> since it's an all-girls school. But uh, – uh, but uh, at any rate, it will be St. Michael the Archangel, the, the one seed. It will be playing either Dob Noster or Clinton in the semifinals on Thursday, the first semifinal. Then Nevada against either Harrisonville or Pleasant Hill on Thursday night. And again, all those games are at Pleasant Hill. It's easy to get confused when you when you have two different schools in the same district, girls playing at Harrisonville and the boys at Pleasant Hill. So uh, keep that in mind. But uh, at any rate, let's break this down a little bit. And uh, and you're headed to, at the time we're, we're visiting here, uh, this is obviously on delay. You're you're headed to Pleasant Hill to to watch uh, two teams you faced during the season. Ironically, you beat them both by 20 uh, different ways, but uh, got 20 point wins against uh, both Harrisonville and Pleasant Hill. Of course, the for people the Harrisonville game just unbelievable shooting performance, uh, uh, high water mark with 85 points. So as you reflect on both of those ball games, what do you see in differences for both the Wildcats and the Roosters? Yeah, so. Harrisonville's the higher seed. They're the three seed. Uh, they've won a lot of games in a row. Uh, they've got the best record in our district. They've beaten Pleasant Hill, I think, twice now, fairly convincingly. So I think as far as us preparing, uh, we've really – you want to be internally focused. You know the things you need to prepare for. But I think there's a pretty high likelihood Harrisonville will come come out of that game. Uh, we did shoot the ball extremely well in that first contest. Harrisonville's a team – they want to create turnovers to score. Mm-hmm. We've really valued the ball pretty well in that game. The other way Harrisonville likes to score is on second chance opportunities. That was something we did not do a great job of. Um, off the top of my head, I, I want to say they got 15 to 20 uh, offensive rebounds in that game. And you don't win a lot of games right. when that's the case. Fortunately for us, when they got those rebounds, they didn't always put them back in. And then also fortunately for us, when Harrisonville would try to trap and get steals, we handled that pressure and we handled it for good looks around the basket. And then we also 
were able to get wide open threes. Jack Cheney, I think, went for 30-plus on that night. I think Bryce Budd uh, went for over 20 uh, on that night. And then and then a lot of guys, you know, Gabe Smith, I think, had, had a, a stretch there where he hit several threes. You know, I don't think that we can rely on scoring in the 80s to beat them. If we draw Harrisonville again, we've got to do a better job on the glass uh, and not not give them as many second opportunities because if we don't shoot it as well and they do get those second chances, uh, it, it may not go in our favor. And I think that's a team that if we were to play them 10 times, you don't beat them by 20 maybe any time other than the time that we did. And I bet several of those games come down to the wire because they're an athletic team, Mike, and they've got numerous guys that can score. Mason Mitchell's a heck of a player. I think he had over 20 against us. Um, he, he's averaging in, in the high teens or low 20s on the year. Uh, we'll have to limit him. We'll have to limit their their chances on the glass, and we'll have to do a, another good job like we did in the first contest of handling their pressure and their traps uh, to get great looks. If it were to be Pleasant Hill, Mike, you know Pleasant Hill could pull the upset. They're playing on their home floor. They've got a nice post player in Avery Owen, a 6'4", 6'5", big, long kid that, that can, can get some stuff done on the glass. He, he beat us up on the, on the glass when we played them um, uh, over a month ago. Against them, I think he's a big piece you've got to take away. And then they've got a, a, a shooter whose name escapes me at the moment, but they've got a, a guy that shoots a lot of threes. If he were to get hot from the three-point line, uh, they could knock off Harrisonville. And if we were to see Pleasant Hill, we would have to limit his looks from three. So uh, no matter who we get, we've got to rebound and we've got to contain the three-point line. Harrisonville's going into that game at 20-5, and five, uh, Pleasant Hill at 7-17 seven and 17 on the season. It's been it's been interesting to watch Harrisonville. Uh, you know, most 20-5 teams are not going to be sitting in a three-seed. They uh, they just happen to have losses both to both St. Michael and to, uh, and to Nevada, but they seem to have come on really in the back half of the schedule. They do, and I think I think that's a combination of things, Mike. We looked at them in December when we went into that game and thought that they really were a well put together team. Um, you know the the Dom Jackson uh, guard who came over from Clinton. Really, you look at it from the outside and you thought that was the piece that they were missing because they have some really good athletes. Uh, they have a good score in the Mitchell kid, a really good athlete in Michael Moore. So you felt like adding the Jackson kid at the guard position would really make them a complete team. We were able to play well and beat them, but they've really come together this second half of the season. I think they would also probably tell you that the front half of their season, that schedule was a little tougher. The, they played Chillicothe. Uh, uh, they had Kansas City Center. Um, I think they may, maybe played Summit Christian, maybe played in that, that tournament early. And then they will admittedly probably tell you they had some smaller schools on their schedule the second half. Um, uh, played, played in the Archie tournament. I think maybe also played Archie in the regular season. So it's a combination of maybe an easier schedule, but I really do think they've gotten better and, and they're going to be a much tougher out if we were to see them on Thursday uh, than they were back uh, in mid to late December. Yeah, they do be Pleasant Hill tonight. They'll come in with a 14-game winning streak. So uh, so they will be uh, – they'll be certainly on the right side. I'm assuming they won the, the MRVC West with uh, uh, since those games are pretty much in the back half of the schedule. Not seeing a loss right off the top of my head in their conference. So Yeah, they beat Center, yeah. who I think would have been the other team that would have yeah, challenged they, them yeah, for exactly. them. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so they win the MRVC West and will go in – if they win tonight, they'll go in with a 14-game uh, winning streak. So I kind of break 
breaks down uh, Harrisonville and Pleasant Hill. Again, the, uh, just to kind of take a look at this game's being played as we're talking, but uh, Clinton and Nob Noster, you got four and five. Nob Noster, the four, Clinton, the five. Um, how do you, do you have any read on that one? Yeah, so Nob Noster has a, a standout player, uh, Lucas, I, I think Martin is the last name, Martin or Van Martin. Um, he, just off the top of my head, when we when we submitted our all-district nominations, he may have been the leading scorer in the district individually. <laughs> Takes a lot of shots. Clinton may have a more balance of athletes than Nom Noster has. Nom Noster may be a little bit reliant on their one or two star players, whereas Clinton may be a little deeper. That should be a, a, an interesting matchup and, and a contrasting style of plays. No matter who comes out of that, uh, we'll really have their hands full with St. Michael's in the semis, though. Yeah, St. Michael, the Archangel, uh, again, they get the, the uh, bye as number one seed. They're 16 and 10. Uh, you saw them at the Butler Tournament. Uh, so just to kind of talk hypotheticals here, if you happen to see them on on Saturday, uh, what do you remember out of the Butler Tournament? Yeah, and I've tried to watch some films and some games on YouTube on them throughout the season. A very balanced team, Mike, a team that they've got three or four guys – who would all be a lot of teams' best players. They're young, a lot of sophomores in their lineup, but a lot of kids that, that play basketball year-round. A lot of length, a lot of kids in that 6'1 to 6'3 range. you just your prototypical basketball body, uh, long, lanky, bouncy. Four of their five starters can all shoot it from the three-point line. Um, and then you know their, their quote-unquote post player, uh, he's not necessarily a true back-to-the-basket guy, but he's long and athletic, uh, and, and they just have multiple ways to hurt you. I think the toughest thing is scoring against them, Mike, because they're so versatile defensively. You know, their point guard is is six one. He can guard a lot of positions. Their post player at six four is 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 long, lanky, athletic. He can guard multiple positions. They make it tough to get open open shots because they can all guard so many different positions. And you know, their guards are are long and lanky, so they make scoring on them inside difficult as well. So. Uh, it will be a challenge uh, if we're fortunate enough to get in that position, though. It just takes one night of playing your best basketball and executing a game plan uh, to pull off an upset. And uh, we hope that we play well enough on Thursday to, uh, to give ourselves a chance to do that. Yeah, like all these other head-to-head matchups, they all came early in the season. Uh, the Butler Tournament, that you played them on December the 12th. Ironically, another 20-point 20, 20 advantage will seem to be a thing <laughs> yeah. here. But uh, lose by 20, 61-41. And I think you're playing better basketball than you were back in mid-December. Oh, shoot, Mike. Uh, we I, And I think every team would like to say that. But uh, we, we really feel like we are. We, we feel like we went through a stretch there where, man, if we didn't shoot it well, we weren't going to win. Um, and, and now we still are play our best when we shoot it well, like a lot of teams. But we feel like maybe we've gotten a little tougher. Uh, we've gotten to a point where we've got a little more balance and a little more rhythm offensively. And then, uh, you know, defensively, I think we're scrappier and tougher than we were. Riddick's not the only guy that will step up and take a charge now. Multiple guys will. And, and uh, you know, I think like anything else, you look at Harrisonville, they're going to be excited to knock us off if they win tonight, given the fact that we got them before. But then if we can get that one, you know, maybe you catch a St. Michael's team that's looking ahead, given the fact that they've already beaten us head to head. And then, you know, hopefully our guys would be pretty hungry to get that one uh, and knowing uh, that, that they want to put a better foot forward than we did uh, back on December 12th. Well, the will be trying to get themselves out of a district tournament coming up this week. 
<coughs> Pardon me, as uh, Nevada gets set for a semifinal action on Thursday night. Again, uh, Nevada will be in the second semifinal game coming up on Thursday against either Harrisonville or Pleasant Hill. As soon as we get that word, we'll pass that along to you so you know who the opponent will be. But uh, we'll talk about the broadcast plans in the final segment of the program tonight. But uh, postseason time's here, and I asked Blake this one on his segment. It's a long basketball season. you got to go through a holiday break, and, and it's just a long season to begin with. So uh, now that you've had a week off, you're getting ready for district play do you see kind of a rejuvenation in the team yeah i mean you the 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 freshman season ends the jv season ends um you you know you shorten practices just a little bit but coach Braden actually made made the comment yesterday at the end of practice you know each i give each coach a chance to give any words of wisdom or last thoughts before mm-hmm. we end practice and and he just said he loved the attitude uh, that our team had in practice the last couple of days there's a little chippiness, a little edge uh, to the guys right now, Mike, but it's a good edge, and, and no one, it's not complaining and, and getting upset with each other so much as guys just really getting after it at both ends of the floor, and uh, hopefully I, hopefully that's something that will serve us well uh, going into Thursday. Well, look forward to it Thursday night. We'll get things underway for postseason play. Wish you the best of luck, and uh, we'll see you there at Pleasant Hill on Thursday. We're looking forward to it. Thanks, Mike. Tiger head coach Sean Gray will come back. We're going to shift to wrestling. Their season is done as uh, both the Tigers and Lady Tigers at the State Wrestling Tournament, uh, State Wrestling Championships, if you will, in Columbia last week in Missouri Arena. And coaches Forrest Drury and Jared Alexander are going to visit with Ben Aberg about it after this timeout on Tiger Talk. 